This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hey there, coffee lovers. Are you ready to take your online presence to the next level? Well, grab your favorite mug because you're in for a treat. Welcome to the Coffee with Kate, brewing business brilliance for entrepreneurs podcast, where we brew up strategies to help you stand out online. I'm your host, Kate Payne, and I'm here to ignite your digital presence and bring out the best in your business. Like you, I love coffee, but my true calling is helping entrepreneurs like you unleash their unique stories to make a lasting impact in the world and become more visible online. I'll be your guide as we delve into riveting conversations with experts, clients, and colleagues. We'll cover a wide range of topics from networking and digital marketing to social media and the latest business and personal branding trends. Consider this your all-in-one resource for online visibility. Together, we'll discover all the ways you can stand out online and make an impact in the world. So let's connect, share ideas, and learn from each other. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Kate. And I am back with my friend and um, media coach, Elizabeth Walker. Thanks Great to be here. Cheers. <laughs> I will admit I do not have coffee in my mug. I have water. Me too. Me too. So we're, we're both in Colorado and it's hot here. So um, it yeah. seems like a cold water kind of day. So thank yeah. you for yes. making the time to be with us. So we are going to be talking about media coaching today. Um, we're going to be talking most specifically about how to be confident on camera to, to do your own video streams, live streams, recordings, etc. And um, Elizabeth is the premier um, guru for this right now. So before we get there, I also want to um, just give you a little bit of a story on how I actually know Elizabeth. So truth be told, um, Elizabeth and I have known each other since we were about like five. Um, her older brother was actually in my class where we both grew up in Vermont. And um, as time went on, we became really good buddies and rode bikes together and all the stuff in our neighborhood. And um, as time went on, even into high school, we both had an interest in um, in broadcast, but we didn't really we didn't really know it at the time. Like we knew we wanted to do something like Elizabeth was doing like stage work for school plays and things like that. And I was like, you know, um, on the school yearbook staff and I was always the photographer. And so we were both kind of into some form of, of media. And um, so we've been, we've known each other since we were little <laughs> and we've sort of in a career standpoint lived kind of a parallel life. So um, while I went into public relations and, and broadcast journalism, um, Elizabeth went to school in Boston at Emerson, right? Yep, yep. Yep. And she wanted to do something similar. We both actually worked for a small cable TV station in our hometown of Stowe, Vermont, way back in the time, filming planning commission meetings and doing ski event type stuff. And so um, so that was kind of our story. But I want to just give you some of the professional background because Elizabeth's uh, career is is really quite something. So she served on um, 20 years as a television producer working with networks like the Food Network, Showtime, Stars, and was supervising producer for multiple HGTV series. And she is now the founder and CEO of Elizabeth Walker Media. She's helped thousands honing messages and on-camera presence for Fortune 200 executives and global solopreneurs, producing countless TV episodes, directing on-air talent from the newbie to the network, and leading hundreds of mindset-shifting sessions with her 30-year background in personal development. 
She also started her own coaching business in 2010 and was uh, tapped by two seven and eight figure global brands to coach their clients in business marketing and messaging. So today, Elizabeth is an on-camera coach and a media and messaging expert. And that is what we are going to talk about today. So Elizabeth, just kind of give us a little snapshot of like, you know, here we are sort of two, two women who grew up in small town Vermont, both kind of ending up in the world of, of broadcast in one way or another. Um, how did you end up? How did you end up? At, let's let's just say, how did you end up at HGTV? Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to thank you for getting my first job at that little cable station that sparked it all. Uh, so fun just being behind the scenes and all the equipment. And that really, um, you know, helped me begin to look for this thing I wanted to do in television. And so I have to thank you <laughs> to do that. Um, but, you know, today, helping high achieving women really like know what to say, get comfy and credible on camera. Like that is so fun for me because as a TV producer, right? Like I've always been working on on-camera presence. I've always been working on messaging and targeting the audience, um, you know, and then doing great content that gets media attention. Um, but getting to HDTV was, um, I always wanted to get to the network. I started very low budget, like yeah. like you and I did. And we did, um, low yeah. budget, we had in fact, low we were paid. <laughs> right, yes, yeah, so low budget. And, um, and so when I got to that level, I was like, oh, thank gosh, like higher budgets. I didn't have to touch the equipment. And it was just so much fun, you know, traveling the country and producing these series and then leading the team, um, you know, for these network shows about home and gardens, which, by the way, as a producer, you don't have to know anything about. I had to learn it. <laughs> So a little insider secret. We were not that, were we? <laughs> no, but we're we're trained to produce content, right? To to ask the right questions. You were trained as a you know journalist, and so we're trained to ask the right questions to pull out the right kind of show. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can give it right. I mean, that's one of the neat things about it. I love what I do, and I would imagine you you feel similarly. Is that like we get exposed when we are in the world of media, broadcast, journalism, whatever. There's all this, you know, it all kind of flows together. We get exposed to so many different people in so many different industries that like it becomes just part of like why we do what we do. And that's part of why I absolutely love what I do. And 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 as you get to know people or as you get to interview people, um, you start to learn about all these different industries and you can actually you know really speak pretty intelligently about some of these um, because of the people that you meet. So, I, yeah. mean, I mean, were you, when you were a producer for HGTV and you were coming up with the content, how much of a role were you playing in like, not necessarily interviewing, but, but sort of interviewing? Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, as a story producer to begin with, you have to sit down with the homeowners and pull the story out of them, you know, and interview them and, you know, listen for sound bites, listen for the story, listen for the story that you've already researched and, and then putting it together. Once you get back, you know, you have to write it. You have to log all the sound bites and put the whole story together. And so that's how I started, you know, and, and interviewing. And you're absolutely right that, you know, as entrepreneurs, there are so many topics, right? Whether you're a health coach, a relationship specialist, you know, there's so, so much content out there. And it's so fun because I believe that, you know, we're all our own shows. We're yes. all our own shows, which is fun. 
You know that you make a you make a great point. You, um, as I mentioned to you before in the green room, we were talking about like I said, oh my gosh, I'm seeing you all on on social media in the last you know week or so, and you're like, yep, I've finally been launching because because you're sort of in a new iteration of your business. You've had you've been doing this for a very long time, but now with Elizabeth Walker Media, you're in this new sort of iteration, helping people you know with their with their video and camera confidence, but. Yeah. Um, when you like, for example, like wasn't one of the shows you did on HGTV, correct me if I'm wrong, um, yeah. if these walls could talk. If, yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and um, I remember when you and I kind of connected back then through email or something like that. And I'm like, oh, how cool. But, you know, what I think your point is, is that um, we all create our own content and we all have a lot of content in our back pocket. And sometimes we don't think about it. And, and we also can use these online channels that we have to, to what you just said, to use your words, to create our own network. And you did a really great video about that this week on social media. Can you just talk about more about that? Because you talked about a show, you talked about a channel, and you talked about a network. Yeah. So just so everybody knows, and, and Kate may remember this, but I actually was a very shy child, very quiet. And I this has been like, thank gosh, for personal development, where I found myself, and I invite all of you <laughs> to find yourself and enjoy your life. But, you know, coming out and doing social, I had a hard time with like, really, I have to be visible. Come on. Like, I love behind the scenes. And, you know, I will avoid being seen. And over these last five years of really working on that and saying, all right, get over myself. <laughs> I don't have to be perfect. That truly helped. Um, but I had to reframe social media because I was resisting it. And I know a lot of the ladies I work with and you work with, right? We resist social media. We don't want to be seen. It's not the great day for it to be seen. And so I really look at social media as, oh my gosh, we have these broadcast channels and I've got to target my person. I got to go find my person online and they've got to connect with me and just give value. So I love having just that reframe of a mini broadcast channel. And then, like I said uh, this week, if you're on multiple platforms, as you should be, um, like you have your own network. It is your own network. So that's really helped me uh, come to peace with doing social media. I love that you said that because I've never thought of it that way. I mean, I work with, I mean, you and you and I are different, but we have similar type of, you know, background and what we do to help our clients. Um, but I had never thought of it as like the multiple channels. Now, just as a quick little, let's, let's just kind of um, dig into that just a little bit more. When we say multiple channels, by no means are we saying you need to be on all of them. No, no. Please, 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 for your own sake, pick the channels that are relevant to you. Now, sometimes what we do is we pick a channel because we like it. But if that is a channel where your ideal client or your audience isn't necessarily living on, that may not be the right channel for you. So maybe you could expand on that. Yeah. So um, in working with a lot of clients, you know, they do. They think they have to be, you know, there's the big six. So y'all y'all got to be on the big six. And I'm like, no, you don't. Right. Like pick three or four. And I even say, if you're a solopreneur, pick two that you can really get consistent at. And if you have a team, then do six. But if you're not, you know, doing enough content, you don't need all six. Pick some of your favorites, just like you said, you know. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, that consistent content over time. It is hard to kind of think of what, I, what I'm going to say on social media. But you just got to think about your ideal client and who you're trying to serve. 
Right. You know? Yeah. So, and so let's, let's play a little, little what if game. Okay. So if you are a coach, if you are um, a, um, an entrepreneur who is a coach, like let's say a life coach, what channels would you recommend for that life coach to be on? Not, I mean, not just for the social piece, but from specifically from the standpoint of like, you know, video and, and having a live stream show, if you're using StreamYard or Restream or whatever. Um, I use StreamYard. It's my favorite. But yeah. um, give us give us kind of like, let's sort of play a little a little game here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love to say this. I've said it in my mini trainings that, um, you know, granted Facebook, you can't beat who's everyone's on Facebook. Okay. And I've had people say, well, all my people are on LinkedIn. And I'm like, yeah, but on the weekend, the CEO is on Facebook posting their kids' soccer games. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I, so I love Facebook, right. For its reach and for its um, ads, ad capability, Instagram, maybe, right. A lot of people's clients they are on Instagram and that's a really popular channel for them. So that's, those are given and you can cross post. And so right. it makes it easier. Um, and if you are a coach and you need to be doing video, you've all heard this message by now. Um, YouTube is a given. I was just going to say, I was hoping given. you would say that. So talk about yeah. why YouTube is a given. Yeah. Um, because its sole purpose is to house your videos, all your videos. And we can consume all these, all the content that you're putting out and you can create playlists and you can categorize, you know, all this content. And I'm like, there's a ton of people. There are, um, I want 5 billion views every single day on YouTube. 5 billion. Five every billion. day. Wow. Yes. I didn't even okay. know that. Okay. So, um, you, so when you look at statistics and the amount of people and the amount of views every single day, it's a given. Okay. And then LinkedIn, no offense, Kate can be optional. <laughs> it can be optional. Um, well, but I, 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 I will actually, I will actually just add, add, I will, I will, um, push back on you respectfully on that. Yes. If, if you, you know, anybody who's in business should be on no other reason for you to create your digital footprint there. Because if people find you online, search for you, show up in Google, your LinkedIn profile shows up on page one of Google, oftentimes before your own website, if you have one. So, you know, and make sure that your profile is optimized and so that people go there and they can see all of your credentials and your background and send that, you know, have a featured section to send them to these various places where you have digital assets. So from a content standpoint, you know, it's a different animal for sure. But yeah. as far as having a presence there and thinking about this as like your personal brand page or your personal um, or your digital footprint, that that's important. Yeah. And, and I would agree. And I've worked with you, Kate, you've helped me optimize LinkedIn. And I will say, you know, I've produced podcasts in the past. And as I researched guests, you're absolutely right. Their LinkedIn came up every single time. It didn't matter. I couldn't even find their website. I couldn't find other things about them, but by gosh, <laughs> LinkedIn yeah. always came up. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. And a lot of people, they're like, well, I'm over posting on TikTok and I'm like, TikTok's great. Right. Um, but can we just bite the elephant a little at a time? Okay. And I, you know, people are posting daily on TikTok. It's like awesome. If you're, if you're finding traction on TikTok, go for it. But you can see how, well, why, you know, why shouldn't I go to Twitter or threads now? And it's like, if you've got the time to post every single day on Twitter or threads, go for it. But if you don't have the help, right. you can see how this just gets overwhelming. And the ladies that I've worked with over these years, they will shut down like I would. Well, it becomes a time suck. 
you know, unless, right. unless they have a team and they have a social media manager who can do all this for them. Great. But it, yeah. it, it's still no matter whether you're on one, two or six. Right. You need a strategy. Correct. Um, Agreed. One of the posts that you put up this week um, was about people who do Facebook lives like almost every day. Right. And, right. Um, you know, I talk about like maybe that's too much. What's what is kind of like the a better a best practice when you think about live streaming um, and if you think you want to do it on a regular basis? Yeah. So so great question. I did post that this week that um, but he, here's and here's why I say this, you know, I co-led and um, or co-created and led a multi-million dollar coaching program around online visibilities. And at the end of the program, and this was for a different company, Inspired Living with Carrie Murphy, to give her a shout out, um, at the end of their year, can you guess what they resisted and never really did the most? Um, live video. Yeah, live. Going live. Okay. So so I understand there are challenges. What do I win? What do I win? Why do I win? <laughs> you win. Yes. <laughs> um, that you know, one of the ladies this week, she's like, I'm still, you know, I'm still going live. I'm doing a challenge. And that's great. I mean, some people need that. Some yeah. people really need to build that muscle. I admire that. I respect that. You know, and at the same time, if you're in my feed every day for 30 days, and then you extend it to 60. And, and in my post, I said, you know, why do you think Game of Thrones was dripped? Like, and can you think of a show? I had to do some research because I was like, I don't think of a show. Um, can you think of a show, a broadcast show that's gone live for 30 days in a row? We, as a, and again, you know, as a producer and on camera coach, like I'm trained to understand like, okay, what's the message and how much is too much. Right. Like right. we would just get like sick of you. And again, you could be the most beautiful soul on the planet. If Oprah went, you know, speaking of a beautiful soul, if Oprah yeah. went live for 30 days, nah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, yeah. it's, again, it all comes down to strategy. And I know that we as marketers um, always kind of have these, these words that we use all the time, but strategy is so important. And um, we could, we could have a whole separate show about that, but you just said something that I kind of want to um, just kind of pivot to right now. And you talked about, we, we, one of the things that you help people do and your clients do is um, with on-camera confidence. So Let's talk about sort of the more seasoned entrepreneur. Maybe she's been in business for two or three years. She is her own brand. She speaks, you know, she does all these things. But when it comes to doing, you know, live video or, or any kind of video or even just getting in front of a camera, a lot of people really get stuck or scared or frozen. Yeah. And so tell us, you know, kind of give us a little bit of a, a picture of how you help people with their on-camera confidence and really... I bet it's a mindset thing first. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And so, um, and so then, then it's like, okay, well then we're going to talk about the tools and the content and all that, but talk a little bit about getting confident and getting sort of excited about doing this. And right. my, and my, I just have to give a shout out. My friend Phoenix Sagan just popped in. Yay. Phoenix, She's, she's here in Colorado too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I have to be honest, like, you know, in my early television career, they were like, you have to be on camera. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't I know. Want I love this story. Is this a story about when, yeah, it, and when I, the, and literally I, the camera got turned on you? Yeah. And I'll, and I'll weave in, you know, how I've had to learn this so that I can obviously, you know, give you some tips here. And was um, this, this was at HGTV, right? 
No, this was prior. Yeah, prior. this was okay. at the large, you know, okay. largest cable company in the world, you know, and I was producing these shows. I was actually working on messaging with, you know, Fortune 200 uh, executives and all these things. And they're like, no, you have to be on camera and host these shows. And there was nothing in the job description at all. And I, and so you talk about, you know, what's going to get a woman entrepreneur excited to be on camera. I was not excited <laughs> when they asked me to do that. And I thought I had to be perfect. I, I had to play like I never trained as a, you know, broadcast anchor, but see, let me see the face, you know, but I thought I'd play one and I put my hair up in a bun and I had the suit, you know, <laughs> and of course this is not to date myself, but this was in the nineties. And um, so I had the pink power suit. Well, the first time I went on live, I got hives. I, I was like, what, what are these blotches? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And at that point I had moved across the country by myself. I had bungee jumped out of a hot air balloon, never got hives, but you plunk me down in front of the camera and I'm like, Oh heck no. But um, I learned as an entrepreneur that um, I had to learn the strategy. I had to learn like, so the biggest mindset thing that helped me was, Oh, I just have to be me. Exactly. I just have to be me. I can't be like, turn on the camera and go, hello, everybody. Do you have a toothache? <laughs> I, yeah. And I was just watching a lady the other day and she's got a great following, but she's like, do you have trauma in your life? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know? And so we just got to be real. We just have to, you know, so that's what I really say to myself. I just have to be, be me. And, and be, um, you know, and give value and show up in service. So that's the biggest, that's the biggest piece. And, and another reframe that I've had to do is instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going out to millions of people online, millions, and all those cousins and brothers and mothers that you don't want to be seen by. Oh yeah, they're all watching you too. And so that can really mess with your head, Kate. Yes, <laughs> you know this. And you know and what? So, they're probably not really watching, actually. They're not really watching. And some are, and they're judging, right? Yeah. You can feel it. They're judging. And you know what? So what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that was that was it. And all and so a lot of times I, I teach because this comes up in hundreds of people. So just know that when you're not happy to be <laughs> be visible, it's a thing. You you know, know that you have to be you and and know that. I just need to speak to my person I'm trying to reach. Right. I'm not speaking to everybody and millions online. I So I kind of put on blinders and say, okay, the brothers or the cousins or the mothers, who cares? They don't get you as a business person. They never will. They see you as a great person and a friend. I'm not talking to them. Right. Okay. Exactly. And, and yeah, and I'm not talking. So those are two pieces that re so really helped. Um, and, you know, and we talk about like this equipment piece. I never teach like you got to like spend all this money on professional video. And right. so the fact that it is easy to use just your phone, a tripod and a ring light, you could get away with that for years, a mm -hmm. phone, a tripod and a ring light and a computer. Um, yeah. I do like to go live on computer just like you do. That's I prefer it. First of all, I can just see it better. <laughs> I can see it better. Yeah. On the phone, the comments are coming in. I'm like, Oh yeah. my God, I can't read it. And then it's yeah. tilted. Right. right. Um, but those are uh, some things that really helped me uh, in understanding of, oh, I just I, I just can flick on and start recording and or go live. And it's so much easier. It's so, so much easier. Let's talk about the difference between when is it the right time 
to, you know, get like professionally produced videos, like for, and, and for what purpose? And then yeah. when, or when is the time that we can, you know, use what we've got in our back pocket, right? Our yeah. phones. Yeah. And, exactly. um, and, and, you know, maybe we're outside and, you know, maybe we were doing an interview with somebody and, and, you know, some kind of thing, but like, talk about the difference between like, when you do want to invest in the, in the time and the, and the purpose, because right. for the, for the more polished video. Yeah. So I'll work backward and say, you know, we can use our phone um, for reels. We can use our phone for, you know, doing, uh, have videos that give lots of tips, super easy, like all that stuff. And, and when you're, when you practice enough and you get to be the real you, it's just easier. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's accessible. You can have a, a desk tripod. You can have, you know, a desk ring light, even, um, you know, you can polish up your background, but the phone's great. For that and even behind the scenes right like hey i'm at the river and this is what i'm up to so that's all super casual you can do handheld or you can you know do a selfie stick with that but professional video is awesome for a video on your website okay the video explains you know who you are and and um, positions you as you know why the person to teach mm -hmm. what you teach um that I want you to spend money on that. Like that's where you put the budget dollars. And then also um, for your lead magnet, your opt-in, if you're doing a video course or, you know, instead of a PDF, you could do a mini training, you could do a three-part video series. You're, I want you spending money on that. And, or if you do, um, you know, if, if you're doing a new product, like your online course or your online modules, I want you to spend just a little bit there. Okay, because people are paying you money for that. And that's a great place. And again, it doesn't have to be super expensive at all. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of content if they're going to, you know, hire someone or go to somebody's studio to record, what kind of content would they be making? Like and how many like if they're making videos to put on their website and maybe maybe also on their YouTube channel, we can we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get back yeah. to that because there's yeah. a whole strategy with that. But um, what kind of videos should they be producing that are the more professional? <laughs> Oh, so sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. And, My dog's boring uh, over here. So, <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, you know, welcome to live TV. Yes. And um, so you get used to these, you roll right through it and keep talking. Um, so I, you know, content wise, you always have to think a lot of people are challenged by coming up with content. That's the biggest thing I work always. with is, is like, and you do too. Like, what do I say? And I go this, 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 and this. Like in a month, you're going to say this, this, and they go, oh, that's so good. I go, yeah, it's easy on my side to do your content, right? When, when we're so close to it, um, you know, it could be a little challenging, but I want you to think what, and this is the biggest thing that I've had to learn is what does my client or customer need to hear this month? Mm -hmm. You know, what do they need to hear? Or uh, are there holidays or seasons or things coming up in the month that you want to tell your customer or client about? Right. Okay, so so doing videos on really tips and giving value is mm -hmm. is a lot. I mean, that's a real, mm -hmm. right? right? And that's real, yeah. And well, or tip real. It was. It's funny. I'll I'll share um, just for for the people who are listening to this, and especially those who are listening on the replay. Thank you. Um, when I I've had Instagram for a while, but I just never did much on it. You know, I mean, basically Facebook and LinkedIn were my were my comfort zones. And then I realized that reels are really something that I should be doing. And then what's what I, when I started working with with people about doing the reels, I'm like, oh, well, you can get more, 
you can get more bandwidth out of those reels by make by posting them to your to YouTube channel as a short. Right. Um, and so that's what we do now. So all of my videos, whether it's my reels that I do, my video tutorials on LinkedIn features or updates, or um, inter my Coffee with Kate show, all of that now lives and is archived essentially on my YouTube channel. And the yep. reason for that is, is because YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world, everybody. It's right. owned by Google. That's right. And so whenever, then when we embed um, any of my videos, reels, shorts, Coffee with Kate replays, we we pull it from the YouTube um, uh, playlist, the channels, so that whenever somebody views it, I can track you know, the views and I get credit for that view. Yeah. So anyway, but I started doing reels in January. There's a woman here in Colorado. Her name is Chris Gosnell. So shout out to Chris Gosnell. She's both a photographer and a videographer. And I go to her studio every month and I produce four reels, one, 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 one a week. And she gives me like prompts and everything. And then it's able, I, it's a lot of it's about personal branding and LinkedIn, but like they're starting to build my Instagram following, but I'm also getting extra bandwidth out of them in other places. So yeah. I put them on my LinkedIn. I put them on my Facebook. That's right. And, right. Um, you know, and it creates conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And you bring up a great point is, you know, I think, I think this point is missed where, where we're not creating different content for all the different platforms. Correct. Right. And that's what you're saying also is, you know, produce your content, but then it goes out to all your platforms. Repurpose it. Yeah. 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 And I'll give you a big tip on repurposing. What a lot of people do just because it's easy and I get that is they will schedule all of their content on all the same channels on the same day at the same time. And yeah. you are you losing a huge opportunity because no one person can be on Instagram, Facebook, da, 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 all at the same time. Yeah. So spread out your posts. You can repurpose the same content, but spread them out on different ones, you know, yeah. and, and, and I mean, we could get into using hashtags, um, you know, cause each platform has its own sort of hashtag algorithm. Right. And, right. um, and so, you know, there's all the different ways that you can get some extra traction on that. Yeah. 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 And I think to like, to bring it back to visibility, I think again, see this right here is what stops women, very talented women from starting. Cause all of a sudden it's like, well, now I like, now I got to learn the hashtag thing. And now I got to learn this thing. Right. And I come from the camp of just get on, just get on. Just, you're going to be messy. So let's, you know, let's deal with, you're going to be messy. You're, you're you know, you're not going to go live or you're going to cut yourself off or the dog's going to bark. I had a, um, two years ago, I was, <laughs> I was yeah, uh, like this was my worst case scenario. I was um, in a Facebook group and there was 13,000 people in there. I'm going live and I was, you know, facing these windows and it was summertime and a storm came through. And the lightning struck like right outside the window. So I'm just like, la, 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 you know, so blah, blah, blah. And then bam. And I literally scream and shut my eyes like something's <laughs> going to cave in. So guess what? Guess what? Like that's going to happen. That's going to happen. It's going to be messy. And guess what? Just acknowledge it and move on. And people will begin to appreciate who you are. And, uh, and then the more you do it easier it gets. I can't tell you like in the beginning, I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so awkward. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And you know, I think you were always natural Kate uh, because you were brought up, I think doing it naturally and studying it and wanting to be on air. And I, and again, I come from that, like, Oh Lord, we don't, I don't want to do this, but 
we have to. Well, I wanted, yeah. I wanted, I thought I wanted to be on air. And then when I was in college going through broad and I had to do like, we had a, we had a college TV station and I mean, small yeah. market. Right. But yeah, but it was, and then I was like, you know something, I actually think I'd really rather be behind the scenes. I think yeah. I'd rather be a producer, which I was really never a producer, but I was a writer. I was yeah. um, creating the content. I was finding the visuals and all of the stuff we need, because that's something that a lot of people don't realize in broadcast is that, you know, you don't just get the talking head. You have right. to get what we call B-roll, right. you know, which right. is basically getting pictures of things behind the scenes so that when you edit, you can cut away to B-roll. And a lot of people don't realize that that's something you have to take into account. And that was a big deal. And of course, back in the day when you and I were first doing this, digital didn't even exist. We were all doing right. it on tape. We were right. doing it on three quarter inch tape, beta, um, super VHS, you know, it was just yeah. there were all these different, all these different mediums. But, yeah. um, but content has always been the hook. You're right. Yeah. And I'd rather have someone go after, you know, do more content and more engaging content and natural and, and what your client really, like, don't talk about stuff your client really doesn't care about, right? right. Yes. We want to hear you and behind the scenes of you and they will care about that. But, um, you know, content is always going to win over production value. I'd rather just have you go on, not even think about B-roll or certain like the right. pop-up emojis that come on. Like if you watch YouTube and there, and it's like, bing, bing, bing. When you watch, um, you know, the biggest YouTuber in history, Mr. Beast, who has millions, multi-millions of followers, like that, they spend $30,000 a month just on producing content. Wow. So when you think, so don't compare, that's another piece of don't getting that. Yeah. Natural on camera. Don't be going off and looking at all these people. And then you get on camera and you're like, wah, wah, like I'm not that person. Okay. Because there's a budget going into these people and they, and they got the bells and the whistles and the sound effects. And you're thinking, Oh, I'm just a talking head. I'd rather have that people care about that more about the message and the content more than a production value. Right. And great. When you get a little higher budget, you can hire someone to come in and do some of your reels or tip videos, but it is not needed. Yeah. I it's agree. not needed right now. So what, what do you think about, um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Speaking of authentic. Well, I'm going to go back to some other points. So what we both have been talking about, and it's a word you, you and I each use in our respective businesses, is visibility. And there's a quote that I use a lot in my talks, in my presentations on stage. And it's a quote by um, a, a gentleman by the name of Coca Sexton, who was the formal, former head of social media at LinkedIn back when LinkedIn first came about. And the quote is simply this, visibility creates opportunity. Yeah. So expand on that because sometimes I think Sometimes I think when we hear about personal branding or we hear about visibility, we think it's this amorphous thing. And does it really matter? You know, is it going to really make the cash register ring? Right. And uh, the answer is actually yes. So why don't you um, share with us your viewpoint on that? Yeah. So great question. So you've got to give it some time. Right. Yeah. But a lot of people are like, I've had people like, well, I've been, I've been doing my videos for two months and nothing. I'm like, yeah, you got to go longer. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go a lot longer. It's a long game. It's a long game, but guaranteed. I've watched this as, I, as I've taught this and taught hundreds is guaranteed. If you do the right strategy, okay. You get polished, not perfect. And you post content that your clients love, your customers want to hear about. And don't forget promotion. Don't over promote. 
but you can certainly sell <laughs> in certain areas. Um, but consistently in about four, five, six months, I know that sounds like a long time, but again, there's offline sales strategies. So please keep working offline yep. sales strategies. Um, people started noticing. So what happens is they will silently watch you. You won't even know it. You're like, it's crickets. They are silently watching you. Right. Then you get some likes, then you'll get some followers. And then uh, when you put out something, they are finally ready to buy. But what I noticed all the time, they'd start getting opportunities to speak on bigger stages, mm -hmm. right? And to, or you know, a podcast guest, podcast guest, go do interviews. And that always happened. Now right. they got sold at, right? But because they could be seen, they could be found, these opportunities came up. So I'm a firm believer, like it's coming. I no longer doubt that, that opportunity comes, um, you know, even as short as three months, mm -hmm. like, hey, I mean, you know, as I started posting and talking about my brand, I mean, I had this opportunity, I've got two more opportunities like this. And then it snowballs, and then it starts to build, right? Yeah. When you get these opportunities, like if you get to be a podcast guest, if you get to be on my coffee with Kate show, please. Yeah. Contact yes. me. Um, but you, you can then get mileage out of these through your social media, you can put it in your website, you can make it a blog, you know, yeah. you can add it to your YouTube channel. I mean, you can get so much more, like you said, snowball, you can yeah. get so much more reach out of this. Um, yeah. I want to give a quick shout out to Skeeter who just said so good to see. Thanks, <laughs> she used to work for my father. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it's fun to have um, so many people watching, but I'll give you a good example just to your point. Like right now I'm on StreamYard. I have all this like backend stuff that I'm looking at. It tells me how many people are viewing, but it only tells me how many people are viewing me right now on Facebook. I'm also broadcasting concurrently to my LinkedIn profile and to my YouTube channel, but it doesn't show who's watching on LinkedIn and YouTube. The other thing is most people with live video, whether it's live video or video or whatever, or streaming, watch the replay. The majority yeah, of yeah. people watch the replay. So, you know, don't be like, I'm on here right now and it says, you know, there's six people, but that's only on Facebook. Right. Um, but you know what? It only takes one person. To, to, you know, learn something. And we are here um, to help people, right? We are right. here to help people be successful. You and I both want that for people. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as you and I are both members of eWomen Network. And, you know, eWomen has their nine values that you say before every meeting. Two that resonate with me the most are lift others as you climb and give first, share always. And I think that's what helps build um, trust in people is that when, just like to your point earlier about being authentic on video, when you are you, people want to do business with somebody they can relate to. You know, they want to be connected to somebody who they feel comfortable with. And when they're not comfortable and they build a connection, that builds trust. And if they have an offline conversation with you, that could lead to a, a transaction. You know, it could be lead right. to her. But, but we're really here to be, especially with you and I being... Um, you know, more spiritual types, you know, right. from our right. personal development. We, this is why we do what we do. We're here to right. help others be successful. Right. Yeah. I mean, my main mission is to change lives, right? Yeah. Just like my clients and like your clients. And, and my personal mission is I want to give women a voice, you know, because I know how it feels to not have a voice and not speak up. And I had to learn that, you know, and, and if I can help someone be more visible then they get to change more lives. And then I help the next woman become more visible. They get to change more lives. And, and the impact is bigger. Yes, the it is. The impact is bigger. Yep. Um, 
Yeah. And I wanted to talk, you know, there's a catch 22. Um, you know, I, I do teach women to pitch to the media because I want them to be seen as an expert. Like my mission is I want to stop the awkward moments. I want to stop like you guys, you ladies all not looking at the lens over here. Where's the lens or too much headroom, right? <laughs> because it completely depositions you as an expert. And when you've got way too much headroom, right? And Kate, you're always good about that, you know, making the frame look good. And, you know, you have so much talent, but people won't trust you. They won't follow you because you don't look the part. Right. You know, and so, but the catch 22 is when we want to be the expert, then I want you to do interviews with the media. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want you pitching to the media, but the first thing or a podcast host What's the first thing they do? You know this, Kate. Oh, I had a request to come on my podcast. Or, oh, we got a pitch in the newsroom. What's the first thing they're going to do? Look you up. Yeah. And and what are they going to look you up online? They're going to type your name into Google and they're going to see what happens. Yep. Yeah. And if and if and if you've asked to speak on their stage again, they're going to go watch your content. Yep. They're going to watch your videos. They're going to bet you. They want to make sure that they want, you know, this is their show. They want somebody who's going to come on, who's going to be articulate, who's going to, you know, understand what it's like to to do a media type thing. They want to know that somebody has some, some chops, if you will, you know, before they, before they bring you on and they want to know that you can, you know, be articulate and, and, and informative and also serve. Yes. We're not just there. I didn't have you on. And you'll all notice this, especially on the replay. I didn't have you on to pitch your services. I didn't have you on to sell something. I mean, obviously I want people to connect with you. I would love it if people want to have a follow on conversation with you. I mean, to me, we're both here to, to help people. And by the way, for those of you who are still watching, if you have any questions whatsoever about what we're talking about today, about, you know, camera confidence, having your own uh, live video show, YouTube, whatever, Please, please um, ask a question here and um, we will we'll answer it. Elizabeth will answer it. Um, before we go any further, I'm just going to, I want to shout out to those people who are on. Thank you for watching. And um, when, what are, where are some places that um, people can connect with you, Elizabeth? Yeah, so you can go to my website, elizabethwalkermedia.com. Um, that's, you know, main central there. You can always email me at Elizabeth at Elizabeth Walker media. How many times can I say my name? <laughs> and, um, and, and, and they I can, can connect with you on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Thanks to Kate. They can now connect me with me on LinkedIn. And I am connected with a lot of folks I know on LinkedIn or don't know. So, so let's, um, why don't you just share with us, like, you know, um, what are the ways that you work with your clients? How do you, how do you primarily work with your clients? Yeah. So because the women are high achieving, you know, and being on camera can be very vulnerable that I am, I am one-on-one. I am high touch. I lead, I lead them through what I call polishing the three stages of polishing and then uh, producing uh, content and then pitching to the media. So uh, I hold hands, ladies, (laughs) I hold hands and we do a lot of practice. We don't go live until we're ready. And, um, but we get comfortable and credible first, and then we move into, okay, here's the content. Here's the, you know, this video here, this live here, get the YouTube channel up and running. Um, and then once that content's going out, it's pitching to the media and it's very easy. And I show you how to do that so you can do it on your own um, right. and go, go that way. So, so um, can you, can you work with everybody virtually or do you have to meet them yeah. in person? Oh. Or, or nope. is it- I've worked oh. with people all over the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I set up backgrounds like it's all virtual. 
Um, and I meet with them every week. And, and, and we talk a lot about that mindset piece. We talk about like, I'm not comfortable doing this. We talk about the fears. It's just not like, okay, go say this, say this. Um, but it's done again, like I said, with easy equipment um, and without scripting. Yeah. Just bullet pointing. And it can be done. Believe it right. or not, it can be done because we want you connected to the lens and to the message, not to like trying to remember that word and, you know, or the, or the sentence you wrote down um, because that doing video will become unsustainable. You cannot script you. You are going to do so much content that it becomes unsustainable to actually write everything out. I mean, you will burn out if you right. do that. So yeah. that leads me to a, um, a really good, I think a really good question. How do you suggest when people are creating their video content, um, cause, cause I do this a little bit, but I know some people who do this on a, in a, as a system is yeah. to like plan a day or a half a day or whatever. Yeah. And just, you know, you might have to change your outfits three or four times. So it doesn't look yeah. like it was all shot on the same day, but you yeah. can bulk record. Correct. So talk to us about that and what the advantage is to that. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a time saver. Right. And, you know, and, you know, I just bulked three reels because, you know, I just needed three reels for July. You can bulk your tip videos. You know, you can bulk this content. So you only have to do hair and makeup once. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you swap out your clothes and you can change up your backgrounds um, depending on what you're doing. You can have the same background for your tip videos and things like that. But reels, you can change it up. Um, and you, you just get ready for that day. And all of a sudden, guess what? Your content is ready for the month. And right. I, and I've watched people try to do it on Mondays. I'm going to do all that on Monday. I'm like, mm. yeah, I have watched women like on top of everything else they have to do. All of a sudden it becomes Tuesday. All of a sudden it becomes next week. All of a sudden they just don't get it done. Right. But for me, I need to get it on my calendar or else guess what? I will be shuffling papers. Yeah. I will be doing other things. Walk the dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. Walk the dog, but I will begin to resist this. Right. Because again, being seen is vulnerable. Right. And until you're comfortable, you will resist. And so by gosh, like have a day, half day and bulk it. Like you said, you know, I will even share, I, you know, I've been, I speak on stages. I've been on video. I've been, you know, people look at me and they go, Oh my God, you must be so used to this. You know what? I'm used to it because I know how to do it. But right. every single time, even when I, I just went two days ago to record my reels for July. Yeah. Every time I do, I get a little butterflies. I, I, I go like, oh my gosh, I'm such a, you know, I'm so, so do so goofy, you know, yeah, I can't right. believe I'm doing this. And, um, and then I'm, you know, I'm like, oh my, you know, I'm like, I do my own eye roll to myself right. and, um, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not something it's an, it's not natural, you know? And yet, and yet once you do it though, and if you shift your mindset to it's the visibility piece, and if I'm going to do it, then I might as well have fun. Right. And if, then when you think about it that way, you're going to come across as you, um, and you don't have to look perfect and you don't have to have perfect makeup and you don't have to have all the bells and whistles. I think, I think everybody should be hearing that message aloud and clear. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and I will say, uh, you know, it does help to have, you know, even if you have a business coach to really look at your content and go yeah. have them, you know, evaluate because we're too close to it. Like right. we might, like we, might be too silly. We might be too, like, I tend to be too serious like, yeah, because, yeah. because I'm passionate, you know, and, um, you know, but having someone else kind of look and uh, critique lovingly and, you know, someone you trust mm -hmm. that, you know, 
because then you can go, oh, I'm going to do more of that and less mm -hmm. of this. And then right. over time, it's just so much easier. Like when you shot and did bulk stuff and then you get to be your own coach after exactly. a while. You're like, oh, I know exactly what I don't need to do. Exactly. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, again, it boils down to visibility. You know, the name of my business is standing out online. And sometimes what I'll say on a, on a, on a coffee with Kate show or on from the stage, and I'll be about, you know, when you do these strategies on LinkedIn, it'll help you stand outline, standing out, stand out online and off. Right. Because what happens is, is you start to, you know, you start to realize what your own persona is, like how you're going to show up, which is you. But as you do it more and you get more comfortable with it, that carries over into when you go to a networking event, you know, you, you, you start to get really good at how you talk about what you do without sounding like the 30 second elevator speech, right. you know, having a 30 second elevator speech is a great place to start because it gives you a foundation. And if it's, this is, you're new to it, then it's good to sort of have that little 30 second script, try to have it in your head though, not not reading right. a piece of paper. Right. Um, and then as you do this over time and you start putting yourself out there, I mean, I hear from people all the time, oh my gosh, I saw you on this. I saw you on that. You know, and there's a part of me that kind of goes, oh God, am I out there too much? And at the same time, it's like, you know what? That's when, when, when you are your own brand, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which you and I each are, we have to sort of walk the talk. Yeah. Um, in order for us to teach, teach our clients to help get them more comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll yeah. bet you, I'll bet when you did your social media posts these past couple week or two, I'll bet you were like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, here we go. Here we right? go. Yeah. Like, here we go. yeah. You know, and it's, and it's funny because I've, I've taught this and being as a, so again, as a producer and, and doing that for 20 years, we technically aren't, I, I wasn't in front of the camera at the network level. They didn't like, they didn't ask me, thank goodness, because right. I'm not trained for that. Right. right. And we don't have to be uh, in front of the camera, but uh, ladies, if, if you're not doing your lives or doing your videos or things like that, I'm sorry, you, you will not stand out. You know, this Kate, this is why yep. you do your business. You're not, you know, yeah. It's, it's, you know what, back, gone are the days of just yeah. posting content on social media with text and an image. Yes, Correct. it still works. But if yeah. that's all you're doing, like I was working with somebody who has only been posting quotes for like two years. Yeah. Just quotes. Nothing about her, nothing about her clients, nothing about behind the scenes, nothing. Just quotes. Quotes yeah. are good to have in the mix. But if that's all you're posting, you're not showing anything about you. Right. So, you know, this is, you know, what? let's, let's just um, talk about one little more point before we wrap up here. Yeah. I believe that the pandemic made us be more real online. Yeah. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah. Well, not only that, I, I, I would agree, but it forced us. Now it's no longer an option. It forced us online and, you know, and, and I watch people go, oh, wow, I really have to be online now because everybody is. Yeah. So yeah. like you said, like when I learned videos 2014, Facebook Live didn't exist, right. you know, and, and it was a luxury like, oh, we got to start using video. I heard that message in 2014. And so I started, right, I started figuring out that strategy. I got coaching uh, around that. And now, like, we all hear it. all your business coaches have told you, right, to use video. And then that first people go, but, but, oh, my gosh, like, what do I say? What, like, what am I saying? And I just want to leave you with this, Kate, that, um, and everybody that 
you have to really understand that that person you're speaking to and just hold them in your mind's eye, hold them mm-hmm. in your exactly in, in your orbit as you get on video. Because if you're thinking not just the number of people that are out there, you've got to really see them. And this is one of the things I teach. And um, because it comes up, it's almost like coaching session number two, it comes up that, but how do I connect with my person? And it's like, you've got to hold them. You have to see them in their pain or their struggle. Right. You have to see them like, so for you, Kate, you know, seeing them kind of frustrated that they aren't, you know, up the line on social, not social media, but when they're Googled, right. They don't have a LinkedIn profile. They're not standing out. They don't have the visibility. Right. And when you see your client, if you're a relationship coach, see them kind of fighting all the time with their partner. And that will really help you connect with your heart and connect with their heart and what they're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I always, even when I'm working with my clients and we're working on the copy part of their LinkedIn profile, like specifically right. yeah. their about section where we're using story, like who you are, what you do and how you help, um, envision your reader. Yes. Right. Talk to them because we're really good at talking about the things that we do, like the features. Right. We're not right. so good at talking about the benefit we provide. Right. You know, right. we, we just, we, because we, we feel like if we talk about the outcome that we're somehow being braggy. And I think that same mindset carries over into what do we do in front of the camera? Yeah. So, you know, I was going to um, just kind of leave our listeners today um, with some tips is think about what your pillars of content are. You already are probably doing that on some level for the social media, the curation of content. So, so whatever those pillars of content are that you already kind of have, like educational, behind the scenes, sharing other people's content, that can be a pillar, like not just some, right? But um, carry that over into your video. Again, envision your client, envision your audience. Think about what it is they want to learn. And I'll leave a really good tip here. If you are on LinkedIn, you can actually do polls on LinkedIn. This is something that should be done judiciously. Some people do polls like every week and it's like over the top. But if you do it, like gauge your audience or if you do an email, you know, if you do an email newsletter, ask your audience for feedback. What is it they want to learn about from you? And ask that question so that when you get all these responses and feedback, ask your existing clients when you are at the end of the work with them, say what, you know, what was like, what were some of the top three things that you didn't know about? You know, ask these questions because that's going to give you your ideas for content, which could be your videos. And then you create videos to answer those questions. Yeah. Great point. Um, so when somebody says, okay, I create all these videos. Um, am I giving away the farm? Are they oh, not yeah. bother? What do you say to that? I love that question. Um, I go, you know, and, and a lot of people teach this, but it's like, oh my gosh, they're giving me this for free what do I get when I actually pay them? Right. Okay. So it actually builds trust. And, you know, I'm here like camera tips, messaging tips, you know, all the, you know, confidence tips I'm giving it like I'm giving it away, but guess what? People still need accountability. They still need specific strategies. They're like, great. Speak to one person. Got it, Elizabeth. Got it, Kate. Are you actually now going to just do that? Right. And chances are no. So I, I don't think we're giving away the farm at all. Now, I agree. 
Yeah. I think, I yeah. think what we're doing, it goes back to visibility and, and giving first share always, right? You really yes. are trying to serve people, but if you want it to be easier and faster and more in depth, then you hire a coach, you hire me, you hire Elizabeth, you hire whomever you need to hire yeah. to help you get there faster. And that takes an investment of time and, and resources. Right. Correct. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, so people won't see all your content. It's light tips, light yep. value. You know, you're not, you're not teaching them your online course. Right. Right. You're not doing a 30 minute module. Right. Um, now you are maybe in a free webinar, of course, yeah. like mm -hmm. you better show me that you've got some strategies and teach me that. And I may take it, you know, and take and run with it. Or guess what? I'm going to realize like, oh, I know she's got more strategies. I just need to hire her to get this done. Like you said, faster. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. We're going to wind down here. So I want to um, thank you again for, for making the time to be here today. This was really fun. I, yeah. I keep having these visions of like when we were like little kids and like, yeah. here we are on screen right now and we're kind of in the similar world. And I just think it's so, I just think it's so cool. I feel yeah. really blessed that we have this connection. Yeah, me too. I feel honored. Uh, and I so appreciate you having me and favorite memory the under the ping pong table fort. It's <laughs> gonna say it. <laughs> oh my god, that was so fun. Yeah. Yep, yeah. we did. We had we had a fort under the ping pong table. We even had a black and white TV in it. And when we played the TV, it got so hot. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I want to ask you one thing. What lights you up about the work you get to do? Uh, well, I I love that question. Um, but when like when the ladies start getting more views. Like that, I'm like, yes. Like, you know, going from 300 views to 10,000 views. I'm like, that's why I do this work because they get the views. Their work is now more out in the planet, on the planet, in the world. And now they can change those lives and make a difference. Like to me, I'm like, yes, more, more, more. You all need more views on this stuff. And yes, more, um, you know, bigger bank accounts. <laughs> that's, yes. you know, in, in the formula too. But um, that to me is, you know, getting talent out in the world. It's always been my, my jam. Do you ever speak? Yeah, I do. Uh, I have and I do. And I'm, and I'm doing more of it. So. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm going to pop up um, your website here again, just for everybody to see it. So you can learn more about Elizabeth at her website at elizabethwalkermedia.com. So um, Elizabeth, I want to thank you for having yes. water with me today. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> Coffee Great conversation. Thank you so much. Please stay on after I uh, cancel the broadcast. I don't want to say goodbye to you quite yet. All right. Thanks, everybody. I will be um, I will be reposting the replay. It'll also be on my YouTube channel um, and it'll also end up being in the blog on my website. So thanks, everybody, for being here. And we will be back next month with another Coffee with Kate. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Your journey to online visibility and personal branding success is just beginning. If you're ready to take it to the next level, I have something really special for you. I'm offering a complimentary discovery call exclusively to our listeners. This personalized session is your chance to ask questions and gain insights on your personal branding efforts or even your LinkedIn marketing strategies. I've also prepared a free ebook titled Telling Your Story, Tips to Discover What Sets You Apart. It's packed with tips and tricks to help you identify your own compelling slice of life story. This resource will empower you to craft a narrative that captivates your audience and sets you apart from the competition. To schedule your free discovery call or to access the Telling Your Story ebook, 
simply click the links in the podcast description below.